Welcome to another episode of Dice Mi Mama podcast. I'm Sandra. And this is Ethi. Today's episode will touch on mental health in the Latinx community. Great topic for the week. So um, a little bit of things we're going to be discussing are some statistics that Sandra had pulled up aside from our personal experiences with different issues pertaining to mental health. So Sandra, I'll let you start with the statistics. So statistically, I found that in 2019, suicide was the second leading cause of death, which is really interesting. And second, that uh, 58% of Latinos were treated for depression. I mean, me, myself, I've suffered for de- for, with depression for a really long time, ever since I can remember. And I think over the last couple of years, it's gotten worse. But I was okay with seeking out help. And I know that and for a lot of people within our community, it's so taboo. It's, yeah. you know, if you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to therapy or I feel a certain type of way, they think you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but did you know what was wrong with you? See, I think that's the problem mm-hmm. with um, a lot of people within our community that we don't speak out or talk to somebody that's close to you to kind of understand what's going on with you. Did you actually know what was happening when you were going through this or did you seek help right away and go to the doctor? Well, I think that like for myself, my my issues were like anxiety and depression. And as I was growing up, those were not things that you went to the doctor for. Yeah. Especially as a teenager going through these things, your parents are like, don't say anything because, you know, they might call the police or, you know, they'll say that we caused this or Yeah. And one of the things within our community is that everybody wants to cure everything with religion. You know, pray on it, you know, and that's fine for some people. Religion does help, but there are other extreme cases where you do need to seek help. You where you do need to take medication in order to be able to be better. And within our community, um, I know that I've talked to a lot of other people that kind of have the same, you know, mental health issues Mm -hmm. and they were made to feel like you don't go to the doctor. If you go to the doctor, you're kind of letting everybody know you're crazy. But it's not an issue of crazy. It's just an issue of I need help. Right, right. Some of the things that that I looked up um, and having experienced within my family of some mental health issues that I didn't realize there were mental health issues. Like um, for the most part, you know, my upbringing, my mother was a hippie. So we didn't have uh, that... You know, I don't know with stigma or that, that just I mean that that thing over our, ourselves with mental health mind you as you grow older you you think of the uh, scenarios you're like oh well that's not healthy or this right. isn't healthy but some of the things that that are types of mental health that we actually don't know um, are actual mental health issues are anxiety disorders you know if you're having a panic attack of obsessive compulsive disorders and different phobias Phobias tend to be, you know, in that mental health category. Um, depressions, uh, bipolar, and mood disorders. You know, if you have mood swings and you go from hot and cold, um, some people, you know, um, what is it that Mexican saying? Lunatica? <laughs> yes. Right? Lunatica, because the moon is out. Lunatica. Uh, eating disorders is a mental health issue. Right. Uh, yeah. Personality disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. You know, um, that that is also a mental health issue and Mm -hmm. and that can be at all you know different spectrums of it Mm -hmm. and then psychotic disorders uh, that include like um schizophrenia yeah so those are just a few of the um 
categories, I think there are types, I should say the types of mental health that that um, I was looking at when we decided to touch on this uh, subject. Yeah. You know, um, I know that going to therapy has always been a taboo thing within our community, but I think, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we need to make it a normal thing. Last week when we were discussing in our previous um, episode. episode, yeah, we were had said, you know, this is something we have to touch on and keep discussing. And this might be just part one of many parts <laughs> on mental health, just to get us used to talking about it. I think, you know, talking about it, asking for help, understanding what you're going through and whether or not medication is needed. Like um, with the different cycles of life, you know, I, and I'll talk for myself personally, uh, I've sought out different types of therapy whether it be um, marriage therapy, self-help, um, you know, things to improve my own mental health. I think um, that has helped me kind of be a little stronger when mm -hmm. it comes to things of that sort. I've never needed to be on medication. And one of the things I think that has helped me a lot is my yoga practice and my meditation practice because I've been doing that since I was pregnant, you know, with my second child. Um, so I'm, you know, this is going back 20 years now, Right. 21 years. She's like, she just turned 21. So this is going back 21 years, um, where before people would be like, oh, you're such a hippie. It's not that it's that learning to train your mind, your body to um, turn off all the voices exactly. and all the negativity within your, your world or your circle. Yes. Um, and those are a lot of different ways that you can, you know, manage the anxieties or the depression. There's so many different ways, and I think in our culture, it's always just been the one way. Yeah. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't talk about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, or, or you know, like you said, religion. Pray, pray about it. Mm -hmm. But what are you gonna do to make it better? Right. What are you gonna do to make it better? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that you know I think everyone needs to understand. And it's a personal, mm -hmm. personal choice, right? Yeah. Um, that you've got to find what works for you. Yeah. Just the way you find the exercise that helps you for your physical health you need to find something that's good for your mental, mental health, health. Yeah. so i and you know to me if you need to be on medication good be on those medications but learn how mm -hmm. to um work with the issue you have yeah. so that way you can wean yourself off of medication because medication is not going to be the for me anyways mm -hmm. you know this is my personal it, it could be that that person needs medication for the rest of their life no problem but People need to seek out other forms of um, resources for themselves to hopefully get off of those medications. Just as we know, you know, um, medication on a long-term basis is not always good. Right. So, but there are the people that do need it for life, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of statistics where they're saying, you know, substance abuse mm -hmm. is. A lot of times, start it because there's a mental health issue, and the person is trying to suppress whatever's going on whether it be depression anxiety bipolar schizophrenia whatever it is they're trying to suppress it by covering it up or masking it with some type of substance whether it's drugs or alcohol and again it goes back to you know you don't know how to ask for that help so i think in our generation we try to make it more open and honest to say it's okay you yeah. know, I need help. I don't know what's wrong. You know, I can't get out of bed. I'm feeling anxious. 
you know, I hear voices if that's what's wrong or yeah. my mood swings are crazy up and down and I don't know how to control it and I don't know what's causing it. Um, I remember uh, growing up, my dad's sister, she was schizophrenic and it wasn't something we ever talked about. Not because anybody was embarrassed, not because it was something that was hidden. It was just something we didn't discuss and we became adults and it was just like we knew she was the aunt that had schizophrenia, but we never saw her. Yeah. You know, she lived with her husband and, you know, he figured out how to manage it and they lived in another county. So we never saw them. And then when um, she became my aunt and uncle's responsibility, they put her in, in a place in a facility that could care for her. Mm -hmm. But still, it was something we didn't discuss. We knew she had issues, but nobody ever talked about it. And I wish it was something that they touched on because it's something serious and it's something to say, you know, it's OK if you're feeling a certain way, it's okay for us to get help. Look at her, you know, we got her the help she needed, but it was just something we didn't discuss in our family. Right, right. Now, when growing up, um, did you guys know that the, the term schizophrenic and knew that she, or, or did they just, you know, label her as, you know, crazy or as, I don't remember when the schizophrenia title came out. Yeah. I just remember that they said that she had kind of lost all sense. And that's yeah. what the way that they worded it. Yeah. She lost her senses and that was just it. Like that's all that was vocalized to us. I would hear what was actually going on because I would hear my parents talking about it. Mm -hmm. I was blessed to grow up across the street from my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So my aunts and uncles were always over. Or we were always over there. And that's where I would hear what the situation was. Right. But it wasn't because they had a direct conversation with us. It was because they were talking amongst themselves on how to deal with whatever was happening. Yeah. So, again, it was something that wasn't discussed with us. We picked up on whatever was going on because we heard it amongst them as they whispered or had private conversations. Through the cheese mess. Through the cheese mess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things I found out is that um, your thyroid mm -hmm. has a lot to do with your yes. mental health. Tons. Right. And I had no idea. I, I had no idea. And come come to, you know, think, like I'm thinking back, you know, I have a sister that has had uh, thyroid issues. I have a cousin that has had thyroid issues. Not that I've seen anything like in, in um, up or down mood swings, mm -hmm. but that I, now I understand, okay, you know, these are things that the thyroid can put out of balance because... In looking at the information just on the thyroid alone you know it it controls everything 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 All your emotional sense. yes you know even your your slowness your your reaction time yes. you know all the fatigue that mm -hmm. you can have um, mm -hmm. and you're thinking oh I'm tired I'm this I'm that but we need to really uh, pay attention to our bodies yes and it's yeah. something that doctors don't typically test for because yeah. I remember for myself as a teenager, because I was going through so many things, mm -hmm. we continued to ask, like, can you test my thyroid? Can you test my thyroid? Yeah. And they didn't until I had my 16-year-old. And then they were like, okay, let's test it. And they're like, oh, yeah, your thyroid is messed up. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> I've been obvious. I've told you guys for so that years. Whole time. Yeah. And it does, because I remember as soon as I started taking the medication, yeah. my moods changed. And I started to feel better. And I wasn't as tired. And I was able to control my anxiety and control my depression a little bit better. And it does. And as I've gotten older and done more research on my own about it, I did realize that um, I came to the realization that it controls so many things. Right. It controls your mental health. It controls your weight. It controls just so many aspects of your life that you don't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize mm -hmm. that either until I started reading into it, you know, with uh, thyroid issues. 
And then I thought, okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> Once, you know, an issue with the thyroid came yeah. up, I was like, okay, you know, and it's good, I mean, to educate ourselves yeah. and hopefully educate others mm-hmm. on things you should be looking for, or at least start having those discussions with your doctor. Like, mm-hmm. I'm at a point in my life where um, I'll be menopausal soon. <laughs> I'm waiting for it, so I... <laughs> Uh, I'll be, you know, I, but I don't know when that's going to be. My mother, thank God, she didn't have issues with, with menopause. And there's not, you know, out of seven women in her, her group of siblings, her sisters, I should mm-hmm. say, because there was 11 of them. Um, uh, it was rare to see, uh, um, you know, the, the issue of the hot flashes and the mood swings and things of that sort. So, um, I always go, when I go to the doctor, I always ask my doctor, can you tell when, you know, when I will be in that stage of life? Because at 47 myself, um, I would like to know just to prepare. And I'm good about checking what I eat. You know, um, there's a lot of what we call brain foods Mm -hmm. that help with, you know, issues with, it actually can help with mental health. Um, And... So, you know, in, in having these discussions with my doctor, I always ask, like, how can you tell that, that I'm, getting, I'm menopausal or premenopausal? Um, and you know, the doctor, she always tells me, oh, don't worry, you're far from it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll be 50 And that's soon. a room that's like that nobody talks to you about. Right? Like, you know. That's going to be another topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you that that long ago I went to Starbucks and the barista went into a whole conversation about menopause. I learned more from her than I have from my mom my entire life. Wait, 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 but how old was she? She was probably in her 50s. Oh, good. Yeah. So she had already gone through it and she's like, honey, you know, this last 10 years. And I was like, what? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Well, see, that's the kind of things that, you know... Oh, one of the things that, that I did when I started researching this, and mind you, I've been researching this for like yeah. 10, 12 years now. I think <laughs> around the time I turned 35, I read a couple of books from Suzanne Summers. Oh, okay. And she's on this anti-aging uh, kick that she's been on for probably about 30, 40 years now. Mm-hmm. And there is a cocktail of stuff that she takes from all types of supplements to kind of keep her in order, but she's learned to have those things those vitamins and and certain supplements in order to not have to take medication whether it be um well you know once you hit a menopausal stage too there's bioidentical hormone therapy that you need because as women um you know women lose uh, estrogen as you get older and men lose testosterone mm-hmm. and those two things have a lot of effect on your mental health too oh okay not only does it have a uh, effect on your mental health, but it has a lot of effect on your body composition, your weight. Um, that's why, you know, it's, for me, it's important to have those good brain foods where, you know, it's salmon and nuts and leafy greens and anything that's green and colorful. Um, you know, I don't want to say diet, like salads or anything like that, but I think anything that's, you know, in that category, that always helps because of the, um, fatty acids that it has to coat your brain oh okay yeah so walnuts you know they're shaped like little brains (laughs) 
because they have the good oils for your brain. But these are all things that our parents don't teach us. Right. You know, they don't, whether it is that they don't know or it's those subjects that they don't touch, you know, because it, there are still subjects that our parents are embarrassed to touch on, mm-hmm. like sex or mental health yeah. and, yeah. you know, drugs or, you know, they still find it like, oh, that's uncomfortable. It's very taboo. Yeah. It's still very taboo mm-hmm. in our, I mean, I know that you're open with your your boys, and we're very open with our children too, about everything: yeah. sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have to be, and I think that those are things that our parents didn't teach us, but taught us. They taught us how to be more open with our kids. So, like mental health issues, I'm very open with my kids. You know, mm-hmm. they start telling me they start feeling a certain way. Okay, then let, let's call a doctor. Yeah. And yeah. you know, one of the things that you and I had discussed was even my ten year old. He ha- he was he has ADD, mm-hmm. and I talked to the school or the school psychologist, and I'm asking them about it. And they're they're uh, we did test him, we tested him, and he he tested positive for ADD. Okay, so why didn't nobody tell me? I'm like I could have tell you no, and I'm like <laughs> I could have put him on meds. And even the school psychiatrist was like, you would have put him on meds. Why would I make my child suffer? Like, you know, if I know if I would have known that he's having all of these issues at school because he's unable to, to concentrate because his brain just doesn't allow it, then let me make that choice. It's up to me, or I could have maybe changed his diet because there are a lot of people that change the diet yeah, and that helps. Yeah. I could have made the choice to put him on medication. And because a lot of people choose not to, they just assumed that I would be the same. And I said, no, you need to be um, open with me and let me know and make that decision as the parent. So as soon as I found out, I had him put on medication and it made a world of difference. Yeah. And I'm just that, that parent. And don't come at me because I am the parent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, no judgment because to each his own, right? Right. You know, um, my daughter has had uh, uh, issues with her mental health, and this started, you know, back, I think, in as you transitioned from like junior high, high school, mm-hmm. and um, found out, like, again, mm-hmm. you know, us through the school. And it was good to to get it out because to me, I didn't understand what was going on. You know, I was raised by a hippie loving mom that, you know, that's, that's all you do is, is you be happy and you love everything. And that's kind of how we, we grew up. You know, we didn't have the, the voices in our head, the, the, you know, well, I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for my siblings. You know, my two (laughs) sisters and my brother could be like, you are freaking wrong about that one. But, but, you know, um, come to find out, you know, I, then I, I was questioning myself, like, did I do something wrong? What, you know, what, did I not do something? Um, you know, what is the, the, the situation? And it's not even that. In talking to different um, uh, therapists, it's just how your, your brain chemistry is. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, you know, you have certain things or you don't, um, whether it's hereditary or it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, you know, I never knew about it because we never talked about it. We never had an issue. We didn't have, um, I can say we probably had a lunatica here and there, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, we all have that crazy person in the family that, that, um, that you're like, man, why do they, their mood swings all over the place. But, you know, um, but again, you don't talk about it. It's just the crazy aunt or the crazy uncle. Right. Exactly. You just, it's just the norm you know um so in in asking all these questions come to find out you know there's just certain brain chemistry 
and how how it needs to be mm -hmm. treated. Yeah. Um, understanding that and then educating myself on on what you can do to help better yourself and better your mental health for it. I mean, I know there's extremes and I really hope that uh, people do seek help if they need it. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, you know, there is a national suicide hotline. Um, it's 800-273-8255. It's a national number open 24 hours for anyone. And they speak both English and Spanish. I know there's other, yeah. you know, um, uh, languages that are spoken. But please seek help for yourself, you know, not just for yourself, but think about um, those around, around you. you. Yeah. And how it is affecting them um, or how your absence can affect them, too. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've seen and I've heard of different, uh, you know, head of families like, you know, um, we had a neighbor that that left his two kids, you know, because you know, he, he actually committed suicide. Oh, wow. Um, very young, very young, you know, my husband's age. And um, it, it was really sad. It was really sad because, yeah. you know, now these two kids have to grow up with no father yeah. um, because and he decided to take his life. I mean, yeah. God only knows what he was dealing with in his head right. and the demons he was dealing with, but there's help. Yeah, and I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she works in the health industry and she was saying how they're expecting there to be a huge hike in mental health issues within the healthcare community, just because oh, yeah. of everything that they went through with COVID. Yeah. There was no time to really let it sink in everything that they were going through themselves. Yeah, they couldn't so, breathe. They didn't have any no. breathing. So mm -hmm. as thing, the numbers are starting to go down, they're really expecting the numbers to go up. So, you know, Please, you know, if you're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling sadder than usual, seek mm -hmm. out help. There is nothing wrong with getting help. Yeah. You know, the I think the, the biggest misconception is that you're a disappointment or there's something wrong with you. That is not true at all. You know, there is nothing wrong with going out and seeking the help that you need. Just like if you had a cold or there's something, yeah. a bone that's broken, you would seek out, you know, a doctor, you should do the same with your mental health. Yes. And, you know, I've heard before, you know, check on your strongest friend because that's the one that's probably hurting the most because right. they suppress everything. So check in on your friends. You know, that's definitely true. You know, ask questions, talk to them, check in on them mm -hmm. because mental health has no color. It has no judgment. It just picks on whomever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's worked for, for me, a good cry. Yeah. I, I'm cheating up for everything. But a good cry is the best. Therapy. Just to, yeah. Oh, yes. yes, 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 yes. A really good cry just to get it all out. Um, and it does clear the mind. Yeah. It, it does clear the mind. And, Especially you if know. you do, you know, the ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what you're talking about. I know. I know. You'll say. You'll yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and then mental health is not just, I think, personal. I think mental health is also within, you know, getting help um, within therapy for your own relationships. Yeah. You know, whether it's um, marriage or family or whatever the situation. I know it, it, when I was going through stuff in, within my marriage, just like everybody, you know, no yeah. marriage is perfect. You know, we went to get therapy um, just to figure out how to better communicate yeah. and how to make our marriage stronger. I felt a little bit weird because I'm like, why am I a failure? Like, why is this happening? 
and as I was talking to my girlfriends, as I said last, you know, episode, I'm talking to my girlfriends, come to find out the majority of them had all gone to therapy. They yeah. had all gone to marriage counseling. And I felt like this, why is this not something we've discussed before? Mm-hmm. You know, because then I felt like, okay, I, I was able to breathe and I felt like, okay, I'm not the only one. Right. Like our marriage is not failing. You know, at least we went out and we were able to get the help that we needed and we learned how to better communicate and how to work on our problems in a better way. Okay. And I think that that's a big, big taboo too. And a lot of marriages do fail because they don't know how to seek out help. Or, or they don't want to. They don't yeah. want to. They're just so set in their ways because that's not things that you do. Yeah. And, yeah. and they don't want to. But, you you know, you have to understand that there's more at stake than just your these two people. I mean, you have a family. Mm-hmm. You have kids. You have a family. You have a network of, yeah. of people surrounding you that um, somebody's going to lose. Yeah. When something happens like that, when mm-hmm. a divorce happens, you know, somebody's going to lose in the end. Yeah. You know, uh, the friends go one way, the family goes one way, the yeah. kids decide to go one way or the other, you know, it, it, I mean, it's just not a good thing. And um, I think relationships in general, whether you're married or you've just been in a relationship for a long time, they evolve and they change. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know how to evolve and change with it. Right. You know, because one partner may be set in their ways and I'm not changing and I don't care the way it is. And the other person is you know, going in another direction and they're like, well, are you coming with me or are you staying? And a lot of the times people choose, that's when people choose to go their separate ways because they don't know how to find their way back. Yeah. And, you know, we're not perfect. We have our own issues and even trying to get him to want to go to therapy was like pulling teeth and I'm like, we have to try something. Yeah, I know that We have to try something. Yeah, but to him it was because it is very emasculating to go. You know, yeah. his family is very set in their old-fashioned ways where therapy, you don't know, you don't talk to strangers about your problem. Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? And it's like, well, I am crazy, but we're still going. Yeah, that's the best thing because what people don't know is you're not going to my therapist, you're mm-hmm. not going to your therapist, we're going to an impartial person yeah. that doesn't know either of us yeah. to listen to our situation, help better um, understand each other and learn how to um get back yeah get back into the same lane yeah you know um and learn how to understand each other right um women don't speak the same as men Mm -hmm. and men don't understand the same as women so there there are always these transitions in life at certain ages certain levels of you know of your marriage where you need to relearn things yeah you know, because relearn, you haven't learned yeah. them, you've you yeah. just been going with the motion, but you need to relearn things or you need to properly learn things mm-hmm. on how to take the next step forward. Especially if you have kids. When yeah. you have kids, yeah. you know, not saying that one is, you know, more tragic than the other or more difficult than the other, but when you have kids, a lot of the times you forget about each other and you worry more about, you know, raising your kids. Yeah. So you're each like almost on survival mode, trying to figure out how you're going to get the kids from one place to the next, how, mm-hmm. you know, how to be the best parent that you can to make sure that the kids are doing better than what you did when you were growing up and you kind of forget about each other. Yeah. And at some point you realize like, oh, we need to figure out how to be one again because then your kids start leaving the nest. And, you know, going to a third neutral party sometimes helps because they hear the things that you're trying to say and can express it to the other party in a way that's not defensive. Right, right. And that's always key. Yeah. You know, you have your arguments, you have your disagreements, but um, the, you know, no name calling, no not being uh, offensive. And I know 
you know, I can be a real hothead when I, I'm put to that, to that, <laughs> to, to that ledge, you know, yeah. do I want to jump off of it? You know, uh, and, and I've said some not so nice things, mm-hmm. but I've learned how to take those back and mm-hmm. you have to learn to apologize yeah. and, and, uh, and then just tell yourself, is this really worth the fight? Right. Sometimes you just have to walk away. Right. Sometimes you do. Not everything is considered a fight, you know? And I think as we get older and that, you know, our kids start leaving home and we start learning how to, how to better communicate, you know, the, the arguments become less serious. You know, if it's a, an argument, it's more of a disagreement instead of a fight where you're throwing shit at each other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the one thing about this topic, I think mental health, because we can go on to so many different avenues, avenues of it, um, we'll come back and make sure that we do other, maybe, you know, once a month or once every couple of, of episodes, kind of touch back. Mm-hmm. Um because you've experienced certain things, I've experienced certain things, both with you know, with our kids, yeah. without our kids, with our marriages, mm-hmm. um, and these are things that people need to start sharing. Yeah, and then know that it's okay. Sharing. Know right. that it's okay. Right. You know, something that you're going through, maybe somebody else has gone through, and they can give you advice and guide you, and it's okay, you know, I'm, I can't stress this enough, get help if you feel like you need it. Right. There's nothing wrong with it, and you don't have to share it with anybody. If you are still feeling um, embarrassed or you're feeling, you know, uh, self-conscious about it, you don't have to tell anyone. Nobody needs to know that you went to go seek therapy. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a personal choice and a personal journey. So definitely, you know, don't choose to continue to feel the way you're feeling just out of embarrassment. Yeah. And I think that stigma needs to go away. Like we need to start talking about it so mm-hmm. much that it's okay that you say, Oh, I, you know, just the way you say, I have an appointment to to go see mm-hmm. my doctor. I have to go to the gym at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have an appointment to go see my therapist. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. So, um, you know, that's our our episode today. But I really want to stress with everybody, there is a free uh, suicide national suicide prevention uh, lifeline. It's eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. The discussions we're having, these are. Um, things that we've experienced Mm -hmm. so you know I know everybody has their own experience and um, please seek help if you need it please seek help definitely and um, we'll see you with the next episode we hope you'll join us next week right so follow us on Instagram Facebook uh, YouTube and we're soon to be making TikTok so (laughs) we'll talk to you next week bye bye